0: Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who, for years, grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. I'm Can't tell me I'm Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Tien Noel, and she is an inspirational and motivational singer-songwriter and creator of the genre, Testimony Music. Tien Noel is also a minister, wife, and entrepreneur. Born to Diane and Thurl Thomas, Tien is the youngest of seven children. At an early age, Tien encountered some traumatic events that threatened to derail her promise and disrupt her joy as she battled with anger and violence and the sense of abandonment. Although Tien was brought up in church since her adolescence, she found God in a greater way at the age of 15. Tien encountered more struggles as she developed into the vessel God has called her to be, but she has made a vow to never turn back and to serve God with her whole life. Tien is a servant and lover of God's word. I had the amazing opportunity to talk to Tien, and I was truly impressed by her story and about how she talked about how God was still able to use her, even when she may not have been doing everything that she should have been doing. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Tien Noel. Hello, Tien. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's a good Saturday. It's kind of hot, but it's a good Saturday. <laughs> yeah, same here. We're supposed to have like hot weather all this week, but the next week is supposed to be like in the 60s, so I don't know what's going on in Alabama. But anyway, I'm glad things are going well with you, and thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the show. I truly appreciate it. And I appreciate coming out. I, I
1: like doing stuff like this. Most people don't hear me talk, so when they hear this kind of stuff they're like oh that's what she sounds like so
0: (laughs) well I have a couple questions for you now it's one question I ask everybody on the show so my first question to you would be what was your childhood like um my childhood
1: was I'm the youngest of seven uh, and my parents uh, we all have the same mom and dad but they had us within six years so we're very in age. But um, growing up, it was like, you know, the typical childhood, you know, your family is working hard to try to take care of you. Um, My dad, mom are Christian. So we went to church, we went to everything. And we were a big family. So we did a lot Uh like dad was this my mom was that we were this we were that it wasn't a it started off as a small church, but then it, it got a little bit bigger. But we were always like, super involved in everything, the morning service, the the what do you call it the bible study in the morning and in the church and then blah 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 blah. so um i came from a christian family and um but people think i'm my only child because (laughs) how I, like my personality. So Mm -hmm. yeah, the childhood was, it was pretty crazy. I, um, being the youngest, you would think that I was like super far apart from my siblings. Um, based on how we are, you'd think that I'm like 10 years younger than them, like that they're so much older than me, but, um, I just kind of grew up being kind of a loner, even though I come from a big family. Um, my parents unfortunately got divorced and, I wouldn't say it was a struggle for me. I was so young when it happened, but it was a struggle for like my siblings, some of the older siblings, but yeah, it's just a typical childhood. Nothing, I don't think it's anything like crazy or anything different than the typical family.
0: Oh, wow. So when you were going to church, like what part of God resonated with you? Like when you were a kid, were you afraid of him? Did you feel like he loved you? What went on with that?
1: I really don't it wasn't really anything I knew like I just knew routine I knew we went to church I knew we you know the pastor was gonna hoop and holler I knew you know that the choir was gonna sing but it was nothing where like I had an encounter or anything about God I didn't really know anything about him I didn't you know I wasn't afraid I wasn't confident I wasn't it was just we go to church so I didn't really my parents I love them but they didn't really teach us god they put us in church and made sure we were in that atmosphere and that we knew how to pray and that we said our grace and we said our prayers and that we were kind to each other and you know we but it was nothing where they really taught me personally about who god
0: was it's just i saw people i didn't really see god so you just never really saw god or got a chance to get to know him for yourself it was just like this is just the routine you go to church
1: yeah, I mean, I knew Bible stories. They embraced by in Bible study, and then what is it? What was it called? Was it was it was a vacation, vacation
0: Bible school,
1: something like that. Yeah. So I mean, we did that. So I kind of knew like stories, but it wasn't really. I don't know. It wasn't really real to me. Right. It was real, but it wasn't anything I knew for myself. I just knew to go to church. I knew to pray. I knew you know, to get in the line every Sunday when they do altar call, because that's what we all did. So I didn't really know God per se. I knew probably like Christianity. I knew what, what it was like to be a Christian, but I didn't know God for himself.
0: I like that. I knew what it was like to be a Christian. I like that. So as you got older and as you went through your adolescence, what was that like? And did God play any role in your life during that time?
1: Oh yeah, majorly. So, um, I've been told I'm an introverted extrovert is mm-hmm. what people say about me. So I grew up really quiet. Like, like I said, with my siblings, we were, we are all close. We all grew up together, but I was the baby. So it was like, everybody else did things. It was like, when, when they did stuff, it was like, no, leave Tien in there. Don't, don't let her see this or don't let her do this. It was like, I was such in like a protective little bubble, but I'm like, you guys are only a year older than me, two years, three years, four years. But you would think the way they, I don't wanna say coddled, but the way they kind of coddled me, I was on my own. So I was a very quiet person. Um, I like to laugh and joke. I was very goofy, but for the most part, I was really, really quiet. And so when things happened to me, I didn't talk. So that made me angry. And I became a very, very internally like non tolerant, like fiery kid that. I started snapping and I I started fighting very young and I was, uh, yeah, I was like, don't let any of this fool you. I know they can't see me, but I'm super tomboy. I'm super like, I have, like, I'm just, I'm just not that way, but I used to fight all the time. I was always ready for, and people knew it. Like, don't mess with her. Don't y'all don't want to mess with her. You know how she is. Don't, because I would snap. I would just very, very, I would snap, you know, and um. Because everything that impacted me, I took it in internally and I became angry. I became a very, very, like, angry, protective, defensive person. Like, everything to me was, I need to show you who I am. I need to show you, you not going to disrespect me. I need to show you, you know what I mean? So I grew yeah. up that way. And then when I turned 15, um, I started going to a different church on my own. This was the first time I went to church by myself. It was some girls at school that were like, oh yeah, you need to come to church. It's so fun. And I'm like, I've always had, I've always known like the Christian um religion. I've always known that. And right. I, I always called myself a Christian. But when I turned 15, I started going to church, actually like 14, and I started going to church on my own. It was like, I need this. This is what I need to know. The pastor was like talking to us. Like we were all youth. So he was like getting in our business. He was like giving us who God was, how to be a Christian, how to study your Bible, what's right, what's wrong, what should be should be striving for, what God is looking for. You know, it wasn't the, I don't know, today's church to me is like, everything is okay. God's grace and mercy, but nobody talks about living holy. Nobody talks about living the way God wants you to live and being pleasing in his eyes but this youth pastor, he was that way. He's like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're going to hell, but I'm also not going to tell you that God is pleased with that. God loves you and he wants you. So hearing that at 15, I was like, I need this. Like, this is who I grew up being in the atmosphere of, but now I'm about to get him for myself. So I got saved when I was 15 years old and it wasn't that, um, you know, some people say they got saved and they just, like went full speed. I got saved and I'm like, I don't really, I I need to know what I'm doing. I need to know what God wants and how he wants me to act. And I'm like, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm I'm tired of being known as the girl who beat this one up. Every time somebody's like, I know you from somewhere, it's because of a fight. I'm like, I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want for my entire life. And I'm 30 years old and 40 years old, and I'm still fighting saying I'm a Christian and I love the Lord. So I just, God just kind of started, you know, changing me and changing my behaviors, changing my outlook, changing the way I thought, still fighting. (laughs) I was still fighting, but I got involved in church on my own. It was no longer my parents are making me go. It was like, nope, I'm a youth leader. I would fight sometimes before church. And I'm like, dang, God, what is wrong with me? Why can't I, like, I just want to stop. Like, why couldn't I just not, you know, do anything? And, you know, my pastor used to always say, you got to grow. You can't be so hard on yourself, but I'm very hard on myself. So I'm like, dang, I'm a failure. Gosh, I just beat her up. And now she's in church with me. Like, what am I going to do? I'm a, I'm a youth leader. And now I'm got to pray for people. And it wasn't like I was living a double life. I was struggling. Yeah. Like I was truly, truly, because I think there's a difference between struggling with, with something and actually just living your yeah. life. I didn't want to fight anymore. I didn't want, to be that silent killer that people knew me for. I wanted to be that person who was like loving and I could walk away from something. I could walk away if somebody got me angry or I could deal with it a different way. Um, I think my, my major problem was I still wasn't talking. I still wasn't expressing myself. So that anger was still held inside, even though I didn't want it. I just still didn't talk. Like people are like, she never talks. She never says anything. She's only the people who knew me would say, Oh yeah, she talks. So my, my growing up, it was like, that's what I needed. And that's where it all started, where I was like, I need this life. I need God. I don't want God that they preach about. I don't want God that I've heard about in the song. I want God from the word of God that I believe in. I want to know him for who he is, not for who somebody told me he was, or who someone
0: who I saw from someone else. I want to know him on my own. So that's where my journey began. You said a couple of things I'm going to touch on because I think it's so interesting. Okay, the first thing you said was um, how when you're younger, some things happen, and it just makes you mad and defensive and protective. If you don't mind me asking, what were some of those things that happened to make you just angry and defensive and protective? Um,
1: Long time ago, I would say about five, 10 years ago, you couldn't give me an answer to this question, Uh Uh, but... So being the youngest, I was one. Being the youngest, I didn't have a voice. Everybody told me what to do, how to dress, how to walk, how to talk. Don't do this. So it was like, I don't have a voice. I don't have, I can't say how I feel. I can't say what's bothering me or how what you did made me feel. So I didn't have a voice in my family. And it wasn't because, you know, it wasn't like um, I just had a bad family. It was just being the youngest. It was just, you know, I come from a very aggressive family. So that was one thing that caused me to be kind of internally angry. But, of course, at that age, I didn't know that. Um, Then as I got older, I can't stand a bully. Bullying used to, like, bullying really, really bothered me. I did not like when I saw people take advantage of someone else's weakness. So I would fight people if I saw you bullying. Elementary school, if I see you bullying somebody, I'm like, that's my cousin and I would fight for you. And I don't even know the person. Uh So that is what got me. I didn't know this until I got older, because it happened when I was younger, but I was molested by my cousin. And I didn't know until I got older that that also contributed to my anger. Uh So that was one of the things you know how you have things that happen to you. And because you don't acknowledge them, they have an effect on you and you don't even know it. It wasn't until I got older. And, you know, long in my relationship with God, like way after I first got saved that I realized, oh, so that's where that pocket of anger sat that I just couldn't get rid of. So those were some of the things that really, like, really, really impacted me. And then everything else was kind of just surface stuff that angered me because I was already dealing with those things, not having a voice, being sexually violated and not knowing do I talk about it? Do I not? Do I tell somebody? What if I tell somebody and they do something like physical to him? What if like somebody kills him over it? Now I'm the reason, you know, somebody in my family has, you know, done something to him. I'm like, I don't know how to deal with that as a kid. So I kind of just put it in the back burner and I didn't start talking about it until I'm going to say I was probably like 10, 15 years ago is when I first started actually talking about it. With my husband, actually. Yeah, he with my husband is when I really start talking about it. And then now I'm I'm I use it for other reasons. But I was sexually violated even after that. That was only the first when it first started happening. Yeah. It happened before and I never blamed the person. And even now it's still hard for me to blame the person or be angry at the people who did it. But I had to realize like it's okay for me to forgive. But it's also okay to say that it's wrong. It's also okay to say you didn't have any part in it. It's also okay to say this impacted me and this caused an effect on me and my character and how I was. So
0: those are some of the things. Yeah, and once again, you said a couple of things. And I I like that, what you said, because so many times we think, oh, we're gonna forgive and that forgiveness means I have to accept it. I have to condone what's happened. But that's not what forgiveness is. It means that I forgive you but you still need to be held accountable. I think sometimes you just get it <laughs> confused. Like forgiveness is like a catch-all for accepting and condoning and everything else. But like, no, it's totally different. Like you can forgive someone, but know that they still probably need to be punished. And you can forgive someone, but not condone their actions. So I'm glad that you said that. I also like how you were talking earlier about how you're still fighting. You're still doing all this stuff, but you're still going to church and that there's a difference between living a double life and struggling, because I think we get that confused. You know, so many people, I think, I think the majority of Christians and people who are trying to get to know God are struggling, so that is why they are still trying, you know, they're still doing the things that they shouldn't be doing, but it's not like they're just saying, I'm just going to do this, and God's just going to be okay, and, you know, I'm just going to go to heaven regardless. That's one kind of personality, but then, there's another personality where people are actually struggling. They want to do the right thing. They're trying their hardest, right. but like you said, it's a work in progress. And so I appreciate you saying that. You know, you're trying to do the right thing. You wanted to. Your heart was there, but you were still struggling. So thank you for bringing that out.
1: Now I do believe, like you, you touched on that. Like, it, I'm, 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 I'm a goon for God. Like, it be. I don't want to pervert grace and mercy. Right. I don't want to live my life because I know God loves me and forgive me and just live however. I want to be the person who he called me to do. I want him to be pleased with what I'm doing. And I believe because when Jesus died on the cross, deliverance was available. That's That was our deliverance. It's just whether or not you accept it. Deliverance is there. Healing from behaviors and, you know, not the ability to turn away from temptation is there if you decide that you want it, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't want it at that time. It's, it's, you know, how some people say, man, I want a house that's worth a million dollars. You can say you want that, but what are you willing to do to get it? So for uh-huh. me, I wanted it. I didn't want to be that way, but I wasn't trying to figure out what was stopping me. I thought if I wanted it, that was enough. If I want to, um, not fight anymore and and be a different person, that should be enough because i 'm a Christian, and I gave my life to Christ, but it was like, no, I really have to tap into god 's healing and god 's deliverance. I really have to receive that and not just want it so it wasn't until I received what God had for me and really took advantage of that because god's a he's a he's um He's not a forceful God. He's not going to force you to do anything, but it's there and available for you. And once I decided, I I I not only want this, but I'm going to do what it takes to get it, whether that's reading my word more, whether that's talking to my youth pastor and saying, look, this is what happened. I was outside. I did this. And he's like, look, you're a leader. I'm going to have to sit you down, but let's work through this. So it was I had to actually go get it because it bothers me. That church now, based on what I've seen, church, we're supposed to be pastors and leaders. We're supposed to be an example of who God is so that other people will want to know the God that we serve. But now it's so many churches and preachers and teachers, they're more concerned about telling you about God's love instead of telling you about that God who of Israel, that God who will correct you, that God who says, I can't be near and I'm too perfect. So we indulge in that and we make excuses for the stuff that we do to say, but God loves me, but I, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. It's like, you, you can, you can live for God if you want to, or you can live for this world. If you want to choose one, choose this day, who you're going to serve. And I chose to serve God. I don't want the things of the world. I don't want to say, oh yeah, I'm saved, but I go to the club every now and again. Oh yeah, I'm saved, but you know, I fornicate. I, I live with my boyfriend. We're having sex and I don't want to do that. That's not the life I want to live. I want to, when I wake up and go to sleep, I want to do as as much as I can to be pleasing to the God that I serve. I want to be able to say, okay, today was hard, but God, I did it. I, I was able to do this. I was able to walk away from that. I was able, I want him to say, well done for me every day. I want to imagine that every day he's saying, yeah, you messed up here, you messed up there, but well done child. So that's what I'm. that's what I'm trying to do.
0: And see, I think that comes from, Having a relationship with God and doing things because you love Him and not because you're afraid of Him. Because when you yeah. love somebody, you're going to try to give them your best every single day because you love them and because you have that relationship. When you're afraid yeah. of something, it's like you're marking it off the list. You're like, "Well, I could do this. Yeah, oh, did do that. Yeah, it's it's a whole different scenario. So I think what you're talking about comes from actually having a relationship with God and loving God because you're trying to do better because you love him and not because you're afraid of him so i totally get what you're saying right so tell me at what point did you um stop fighting and how did that happen
1: oh goodness um (laughs) (laughs) it's a terrible story but um you know i'm a tomboy so i hang around a lot of dudes we go play basketball we play video games whatever And um, there was a girl who was dating one of my friends and I used to be at his house like all the time we would hang out there and I answered the phone one day and she just popped off and like I'm not an argumentative person I'm not one of those people you'll catch yeah I don't do that when I see you I'll, I'll let you know what it is. So when she was on the phone calling me all kind of names, and it's crazy because I was a fighter, but I didn't curse. I, I, everything else was good, but I just couldn't stop fighting. So she's calling me all kind of names and telling me, "I'm mind you, I wasn't having sex at all, period." She was like, "Yeah, you're you're a hoe, you're this, you're that." When I see you on site and blah blah blah, the wrong thing to do is threaten me, because right. you're gonna have to make do on that. So I sat there, I waited, I was quiet. My friends are all like, "Man, Jean, just don't just just let it go. I'm like, I'm good." She pulled up, I went outside, and literally, I couldn't tell you what happened when I came to. It was her blood all over me. Oh wow, and my friend was just like, "Go, just leave, go." So I left, and I really can't tell you what the end result of that was. I was that angry. And I'm like, God, I can't do this no more. And it was almost like God was telling me, lay your hand on another person and you're going to have to deal with me. It wasn't like a threat that God was giving me. He, It's the calling that I have on my life. It's who God, God is like, no, you, you're you not going to do this. It was that correction. And I said, I can't do this no more. I can never, ever do this again. From that day forth, I've never laid my hand on a person. I've wanted to, It, it was... I stopped fighting immediately, but then I told myself, okay, I'm not going to fight anymore, but I'm going to tell you how I feel. So we would be like, when I got married to my husband, it used to trip him out because uh, I would get upset. And instead of doing it, I would be like, at I don't know, McDonald's. He mentioned one day when I was at a fast food restaurant and I'm like, I feel like slapping your head into this cash register right now and beating it until it bleeds. And my husband's like, you can't do that like i'm I'm, but i'm like i'm not fighting i'm just telling her what i want to do for me i thought that that was a good process i'm like i could just tell you he's like you can't do that so um i had to learn because he's like you say that to somebody somebody may react and then you react but i'm like but i'm not gonna do it i'm just rather verbalizing it versus physically so, um, at, you know, I stopped doing that. Cause I'm like, okay, yeah, that probably doesn't work because if she says something or if he says something, I'm going to swing. So I had to stop that. But my husband, oh my gosh, my husband is for all you people who are married with fathers, brothers, no disrespect, but my husband is the greatest thing God ever gave me besides salvation. That man has really, really held me accountable he's prayed for me. He's prayed with me. He's like, he really has been a blessing to my growth in that area. Of course I count God for everything. God knows what he's doing, what he needs to use. But my husband being that willing vessel, I mean, he could have been like, girl, I ain't trying to like, this is too violent. He was there. Like he, he, he was there all the way through it. So, you know, from that time and, Dang, the 19th of March made 16 years since I put my ah. hands on somebody. Sick I remember the day, March 19th made 16 years since I laid my, after that day, when I told God, I'm never doing it again. I made that decision that day and said, I'm never doing it again. There was a struggle not doing it, but I hadn't did it since then. I would have to sometimes go in, like sit in my car and just scream and yell and, because I'm like, I'm not going to put my hands on nobody. So I got to figure out another way. So yeah, it's been, it's been 16 years since I've, and I know that's crazy for some people. Like, how do you remember For me, it was that bad. Mm-hmm. Like how people have alcoholic, you know, Been yeah. that's how bad it was. It was almost like, I didn't know another way. How do you communicate? How do you communicate that you're upset without throwing a punch? And, you know, I didn't mention this before, but I come from a family of fighters. We were known, the girls were, the boys, they fight, but they're more calm. They 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 were, people feared them, but they didn't have, they didn't do as much fighting as we did. They didn't have to, but the girls, we were known, like those four girls, don't, don't mess with them. And. I'm so glad to this day that I don't fight. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I never fought. Like I hear people say, I've never had a fight before. I don't know what that's like. I get like, I don't want to say jealous, but I'm like, man, I wish that was my story. I wish I could say, I never put my hands on people. When people look at me now and they're like, hey, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, please be church. Please be church or school. Please, please be church or school. Because I get, I cringe it's kind of like, well, I don't know, they glorify strippers now, but there was a time where, you know, people, you, when you're a stripper, you're like, I don't want nobody to know who I am. That's how I was about fighting. I'm like, oh, Lord, please don't, please don't let them say that you know me from fighting, please. that That's how, even now that I'm 16 years in, when I hear somebody say, you look familiar, I know you. I'm like, oh my God, please, from where? Please be from work. Please be from, from church. Please be from a show I did. But you know, so but yeah, 16 years.
0: That is amazing, like you said, it's almost like how alcoholics like I've been sober for this amount of time. But you know, the crazy thing about it is that even though I don't think that all the time we equate like certain things that we do as addictions or whatever, I mean, I see how you can remember that date. I see why it's so important because that was something that was tearing you apart, that was eating you up, and that you felt like you couldn't stop doing. And so when that day happened and you realized because you could have almost killed somebody. Like that whole magnitude of it all. I mean, I can see how you can remember that because that was such a significant event in your life. So I totally get it. Yeah, but it'll never happen again. I will take off
1: running before I fight somebody. Like I will literally take off running. I will flee. I don't care if it's a child, a man who I will run before I put my hands on somebody. That's just not a life I could ever go back to.
0: Yeah, no, I totally understand because when I was younger, I used to get upset and I used to have like moments where I would just black out and then, you know, be fighting. I think that's like the worst way to ever fight somebody because you don't know what you're doing. You know, and it's like you could do anything and you have no clue what just happened because you are not aware of your actions. So I think that's like a scary thing, you know. So, no, I totally get where you're coming from. I totally get that. So my question that I ask everybody is this. What advice would you give someone who's actively looking for God, but let's say they want to do the right thing, they're trying, but it's like they're struggling, but they don't give up, they keep on trying. What advice would you give them? I would say, um, and I tell people this all the time get to
1: know God for yourself. Yeah. You gotta, people try to be Christians and they try to do the right thing without studying the Word of God. They depend on a pastor, a teacher, a friend, a cousin, a you've been saved. And that's good. It's good to have a support system. But especially in today's time, you don't know what they're teaching you. Just because they quote the Bible does not mean it came from the Bible. Just because they preached a sermon does not mean this is thus said the Lord. Get to know him for yourself because how better can you and I get to know each other is if we talk. That's yeah. intimacy. I can get to know what you like, what you don't like, what you want from me, what you don't want from me, what makes you upset, what makes I can do that if I just talk to Kiana directly. If I talk to Kiana's cousins and her friends or her best friend, or I don't know if you're married or not, but if I talk to your husband I'm only getting to know you for so much. And sometimes those people may give me their opinion or their perception of you or their experience of you. Sometimes I might be talking to someone who says that they're really close to you, but they have like a little vendetta. So they're going to tell me, uh, you know, Kiana, she she's cool. She's really pretty. She she has a great podcast, but mm -mm, her attitude is bad. And I don't really you don't want to be around her now i know you through somebody else wow. so now the way i receive you and the way i deal with you is based off a second third fourth hand information get to know god for yourself he will reveal himself to you if you if you ask he's not going to keep that from you and then that support system you can bring around you and they can say hey you know you don't need to do that hey come and do th-. but get to know god for yourself that's the best way to get rid of that old stuff and then Another thing is change your environment. And I I use alcohol a lot because that's what a lot of people relate to. But if I'm an alcoholic, why am I going to the bar all the time? Why am I hanging around people who drink and smoke all the time? I got to change my environment in order for me to stop fighting. And my friends weren't bad people, but I was in those environments. And that was not helping me. I literally had to remove myself from other people in order for me to get to where I need to get to so change your environment don't think that you can especially when you're newly saved when you're newly saved you can't say oh I'm saved and that that fixes everything no because guess what you're going back to the same environment you're going back to the same sinful places you're going back to the same people who influence you or encourage you to do the things that were opposite of God and Satan's always looking to attack he's always looking to cause you to fail so when you go around those same environments, it's easy for him. He's like, oh, you're going to fall in a second. You might be living this life for the next couple of months, the next year. But eventually, because you stay around here, I'll start throwing those little those little seeds in you to get you to come back. And eventually you will because you don't change your environment. So those are two things that I I really believe that you need to do is get to know God for yourself. Stay in that word. Get to know who he is, what he wants, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Yeah, get to know him for yourself. Change your environment and just don't give up when it gets hard. Right. Don't give up when it starts to get uncomfortable or when challenges come. A weightlifter is never going to become who they are if they give up when the weights get too heavy. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep, keep, keep pushing. Keep pressing towards the mark. Keep going towards that goal. The same way you would go for a worldly goal, go for the goal of having a relationship with God and being all he called you to be.
0: I like that. I absolutely love that. And that's changing the environment. That is so true, like, yeah. But thank you so much, Tian, for being on the show. I love your advice, it was amazing. I love your story and I appreciate you being here. So thank you. Oh, it was a pleasure. Wow, what an amazing interview. I especially liked the part of the interview when Tian was talking about how even though she was in church and she was trying her best to do the right thing, how she still had some problems with fighting and anger and being violent. And I like how she brought out the point that sometimes people are trying to live a double life. They're, they want to be in and out. But she was actually struggling. And I say that because there are a lot of people out there who are actually struggling. They're not trying to be in and they're not trying to have a double life or anything. It's like they have a heart for God, but yet... They are having a hard time trying to do the right thing. And it kind of makes me think of what Paul says in Acts when he's like, the good that I want to do, I don't do, but the things I don't want to do, I do. And it made me think of this because so many times we try to do this on our own. We try to stop smoking or stop doing this or stop doing that in our own power and in our own strength. And here's the thing. We cannot stop on our own. It takes... God to help us to stop. And I think sometimes the best way to just surrender to God is just say, God, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. And I will continue to do this without your help. Please help me. And I think asking God to help you is huge because you're saying to God, I can't stop this on my own, but God already knows that he knew that when you first started to do that, that you were not going to be able to stop on your own. God knows why you're doing it. He knows what you're getting from doing it and he also knows that he can help you stop and i think it's until we recognize that we need god's help and stop trying to do what god has already done for us now the song we're going to listen to today is a single by our artist of the week Tian noel who's also our guest and we are going to listen to her single just to remind you so here is the song just to remind you by TN Noel. I ain't even trying to hold
2: you, but I think it's time to remind you of a secret. Yeah, I tell you because I love you when I'm here, and you're the one that I want to be with. Made in my image, I ain't make no mistakes. Hershey, Red Bone, Simpic, 526 feet, but I made you that way. You wake up to the time you lay down your head I see my purpose in you Just waiting for you to choose Cause I just wanna have forever relationship with you Come and take this swap with me, I'll change ya You done lost all hope, i rearrange ya get It gets hard sometimes, but I'll never leave ya at the end of the test, I promise you victory. Come and take this walk with me, I'll change it. I'll change it. You not lost the hope, I'm rearranging it for you. It gets hard sometimes, but I'm never leaving you. At the end of the test, I promise you Victory. you know that you're a king yes the real thing you ain't never been stupid don't give in into the hatred smoking drinking thugging mattress ministry gotta be gay just a fit in but you ain't gotta give in to give in and it's time to make that choice follow me follow me when you hear my voice from the time you wake up to the time you lay down your head i see my purpose in you just waiting for you to choose cause i just wanna have forever relationship with you come and take this walk with me i'll change you change you lost all hope i rearrange you It's hard sometimes, but I'll never leave ya. At the end of the test, I promise you victory. Come and take this walk with me, I'll change you. You done lost the hope, I'm rearranging it for you. It gets hard sometimes, but I'm never leaving ya. At the end of the test, I promise you victory. All you gotta do. Say yes, I'm the way the truth, the light, and I wanna bless you. Take away your pain and stress. I'll go after the one cause you never leave in ya. At the end of the test, I promise you victory. All you gotta do is say yes. I'm the way, the truth, the light, and I wanna bless you. Take away your pain and stress. I'll go after the one, cause you are so, 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 so. Take this walk with me, I'll change ya. You the lost, I hope I'm rearranging it for you. you Gets hard sometimes, but I'll never leave ya. At the end of the test, I promise you victory. Please.
0: Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I would also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Tian Noel or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes and all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a date and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, Click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.